doesn't appreciate a good crop circle? From their unique shapes to their mysterious appearances, crop circles have intrigued people dating back to the 17th century. Today, we'll detail the history of crop circles, discuss some eyewitness accounts, differentiate between authentic crop circles and hoaxes, according to believers, and finally, learn who is taking credit for the modern-day interest in this paranormal phenomena. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you thought the mowing devil was another College Mike nickname because of all the beavers he mowed down in college, you're wrong. Well, technically you're right, but stick around. We're talking about a different devil tonight. This is Necronomapod. It's hard to tell any difference from ground level with this cornfield behind the Raffin family home, but one of their neighbors says that they saw something out of place, so they decided to get in there and see what happened. After wading through some 10 to 15 feet of cornfield, there's a clearing, a big one, and it's hard for the Raffins to explain what happened. But whatever it had, had tremendous force to it, just by the fact that the corn is not knocked over, it's actually crushed. So crazy it happened right behind my house. Casey Raffin's friend first saw the downed corn, and they went to check it out, and their minds began to race at the sight of what they thought were crop circles. I like to think aliens, but like, I don't want I don't want to think that there's aliens also just because I live right there and it'd be kind of scary. So here's here's a here's a foodie conversation. I'm not sure if we've ever had before. Maybe we have. It's been three years. Who the fuck knows? You have a cheeseburger, meat, cheese, and the bun. You can only have two things added to it the rest of your life. What two toppings are you going with? You already have the meat and cheese. Are condiments considered a topping? Yes, condiments. Mm, that complicates food things. Top, I understand. It's, it's, a, it's a good one. It really makes you think about what's important to you in life. It, do, it does, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> I'll go first because I'll give you guys time to think because I didn't give you guys a heads up. So I, honestly, I only need one topping because my favorite burger of all time is a mushroom Swiss. And if I already have the Swiss, I just need the mushrooms. Now, I will do like an aioli if I'm going to use up that second one. But to me, mushroom Swiss is my favorite burger, and I, that's all I need on it. I would even say that the cheese you can change. So, you know, you have free reign on that. But you only add two things for the rest of your life. I didn't really think I was going to stump you guys this hard. I guess I'll take one of each. Um, I'll take lettuce and mustard. Okay. I'm going to go mayonnaise and tomatoes i almost went with mayonnaise i was really debating that <laughs> he's all mind fucked now like dave with his f mary kill ian's like oh <laughs> mayonnaise Yo. is in one of the in the top five lists of human inventions in recorded history wow yeah. it's one of the greatest things on earth <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think i knew this about you dave did you know he was a big mayonnaise connoisseur no yeah love mayonnaise what's like the your favorite thing with they have mayonnaise on like is it like a blt sandwich mm. or? Is it just in something like a club sandwich or uh, it's really good turkey and Swiss, maybe ham sandwich, ham sandwich with mayo. It's going to be up, all of us <laughs> eating tubs of mayo tonight when we go home. I Do will you, say on, on tuna fish as well, because uh, I heard from a lot of people how great mustard is on tuna after our discussion last week. Did, did you get a lot of comments? Yeah. It's delicious. I tried it. It's, yeah. not, it's not good. No, it's fantastic. No, fantastic. I don't find the flavors to be complimentary in any way so for lunch today <laughs> but, go for but, it. but that's it by you're not replacing the mayo with mustard you're still doing the mayo right sure yeah. well in the mix yeah, yeah right right 
Yeah. I didn't love it. Oh, man. Horseradish. Much better on a tuna sandwich. Maybe. I like horseradish. So, I like small amounts of horseradish. I don't like when it overtakes the flavor of something, yeah. but just enough to add a bite. Sure. But so that's kind of what the mustard does. Yeah. I tried it like suggested. I don't love it. Thank you for trying. Yeah, sure. And also thank you for everyone for coming to my defense. I appreciate <laughs> that. This is a rare win for me. <laughs> All right. So Dave, you said mayo and tomato mm-hmm. and you said lettuce and mustard mustard. Okay. So there it is. What do you think? think both would be all right yeah not huge on lettuce on sandwiches but every now and then on a burger could be okay mayo's great on it mustard's great tomatoes are great so i approve thanks man yeah good i'm surprised no one picked bacon (laughs) i was expecting a bacon pick i don't love bacon on hamburgers i don't either but people seem to love them yeah i'm not a big fan nah all right no avocado we're not fancy boys we like avocado on our burgers i mean i would do an avocado for sure but not in your top two no no not for a burger no okay we also uh we mentioned this on i think the year-end show but we wanted to remind everyone since the first episode dropped and people were asking we have a new show on our ten dollar tier um replacing the retired bible babble dave put in a good 12 month effort on that one and finally came time to lay it to rest we've replaced it with necro night at the movies So once a month, we're going to, we all watched a movie and we talk about it, review it, give our takes, shoot the shit on the actresses, the actors, uh, scenes we liked, scenes we didn't like, things we would change. Um, And we let everyone, all the $10 patrons know about a week ahead of time. So everyone has time to watch it uh, should they choose to and just have a good time with it. So the first episode seemed to go well. People seemed to really like it. We had people asking us when it was going to be available on our regular feed and tis not. $10 $10 patrons, Necro Night at the Movies. Hereditary, Midsummer, double feature, first episode. We kicked it off with a bang and did two. That was good. It was did, fun. Yeah. We won't be doing two every month, but typically one a month. But we decided to kick it off with, uh, what, Aster, Ari Aster, mm-hmm. his first uh, two movies. Big wins. We had some people say that they were not fans of some. Well, some people are wrong. Yeah. I've also recently seen some hate for uh, Pig, Ian, commenting on how poor um, of movie choice we provided for people. Well, coming from mm-hmm. three guys who just said we don't like bacon on burgers, we're not being very nice to Pig either. <laughs> so people hating on Pig, so should we do that one soon? Cover that on uh, that's next, next month, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys talk about it all the time. I'm kind of intrigued to watch it. It was just different. It was interesting. I don't know. It was above some people. I went in with. <laughs> I, I, I guess if you're someone said like uh, I was expecting John Wick or like what are you taught? That's not the kind of movie it was. Yeah, it's the if dude you lower your expectations. Though. Yeah, that wasn't that kind of movie. It's not my fault that you didn't re- know what kind of movie it was. This wasn't like a big, like studio movie. Was it was like an independent film type yeah, thing? Yeah, but it's not horror. It's like a like a thriller or drama drama psychological it's hard to explain i went into it with zero uh expectations yeah i had no idea what it was about right i just saw it said something like nicholas cage is in search of his pig and i'm like that sounds fun all right (laughs) i mean it can only go up from there right like if you go in with that it was just different nicholas cage looking for a pig okay the bar literally can't get any lower Give me, you know, give me something good. And this movie's already going to get better, you know, with one scene. 
the last movie I watched right before I watched Pig was um that was that Willy Land or whatever where he's like oh, yeah. it's, called, it's Willy Wonka. <laughs> Kids and greed. Well, my mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Where he um, he's like locked in a in like a like a Chuck E. Cheese kind of thing, and like Mm. the animatronics are coming to life and whatever. (laughs) But uh, he legit does not say a single word that whole movie. Um, so I watched that right before pig and I'm like, well, we can still, we're only going up because he fucking didn't even say a word the last movie. So it wasn't good though, because of that, like, no, I liked it. uh, It was, it was the Willie movie. I mean, yeah, it was like stupid, funny horror kind of thing. But after I was a kid, that would sound awesome at first, like all those games and pizza. But then if those things did come to life, I'd be like, fuck this, try to hide (laughs) in the ball pit or something. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese murdering you. Yeah. You like their pizza. I think it's great pizza. I have not had it since I was probably six years old. And they have beer. I mean, you need beer to put up with all those kids screaming. Yeah, I would imagine so. I do anyway. I took my son there one time for his birthday. It's fun. Yeah, and then the following week, uh, some people jumped over the counter and started beating the manager's right, ass, and everybody yeah. said, "Yeah, I missed that by a week." <laughs> Chuck, they didn't, they didn't have, brawl. They didn't have enough tickets for one of those little army men with the parachutes that <laughs> up in the sky. And after one time, you can't use it again. <laughs> the surveillance camera, that is fucking crazy. Mm, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was like all over the news. Yeah. People are in the back just cooking. They just fucking bust through the door, <laughs> just beating people up. <laughs> Poor guys just trying to make pizzas. Well, that's all I got. We'll see everyone next week. That was a good show, guys. Yeah. Oh, crop circles. <laughs> we should probably mention those a little That's bit. Right. So crop circles are a staple of the UFO phenomena, just like abductions or cattle mutilations. Every UFO show has done an episode on them. Art Bell had multiple people on throughout the years discussing them, and Coast to Coast still has guests on talking about crop circles. I say still has guests because crop circles are 99.9% fake. The mystery of crop circles pretty much ended in 1991, but it's still fun to talk about. And there's some interesting side quests to go down. Kind of like the mystery of the clit for you, Mike. Right? <laughs> Sadly, that has never ended. Yeah. But I mean, it's this, it all still stands firm, like 99.9% fake, but <laughs> the mystery and the journey still there, right? Yeah. Like it's fun to search. I'm not going to find anything, but go, go have a blast. <laughs> Crop circles and clits. That's Mike's new podcast. <laughs> People that are firm believers in crop circles point back to the start of the phenomena happening in 1678 with a news pamphlet titled The Mowing Devil or Strange News out of Hertfordshire. The pamphlet talks about a farmer in Hertfordshire who refused to pay a high price that a contractor was charging him to mow his oat field. And the farmer swore that he would rather have the devil mow it instead. That night, the farmer saw bright lights out in his field that the pamphlet say were flames. Then the next morning, the field was found to be perfectly mowed, quote, that no mortal man was able to do the like. It's a pretty cool pick on that pamphlet. Yeah, it's like the devil mowing and shit. He's just painted like or uh, colored in completely black. That's neat. Yeah. So I guess kind of like a cautionary tale. Don't summon or invoke the devil because they'll. You got to play. Mow your field. Pay the troll toll if you want to get the boy sold. (laughs) (laughs) Always sunny. 
there's also some reports in 1686 and 1880 regarding crops that had been flattened into circle shapes. Scientists at the time attributed these to vortexes of wind, uh, like a mini tornado. But crop circles really kicked off in January of 1966 in Tully, Queensland, Australia. That's interesting. I was, you know, you always think of the UK with crop circles and I don't think Australia want to hear crop circles. Early one morning, a banana farmer named George Pedley was driving his tractor past a lagoon on his property when he heard a loud hissing noise that was drowning out the sound of his tractor. I also don't associate banana farms in Australia. No, that's actually the most surprising part of the story to me. That must mean they have bananas foster for dessert. Australian for dessert. (laughs) (laughs) The best part is how angry they get at us for associating them with fosters. But that's literally, we're brought up to think that. Yeah. It's on TV all the time. Every commercial. Yep. But they get angry. Like they don't really, they think we really believe it too. Like you dumb motherfuckers. We don't drink that (laughs) shit over here. Mm. Fuck is wrong with you. I think they do. And they're just angry that they got called out on it. (laughs) Like we, we get angry when people call us like fat Americans. Meanwhile, we just had a 30 minute conversation about our cheeseburgers and how much we love mayonnaise. <laughs> we're like, well, we're, we're not fucking fat. We're not fat, lazy Americans. No. Well, we just get angry when you call us out on the truth. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Mike. I like that. So as he was getting off his tractor to check out what the sound was, a UFO lifted out of the reeds in his lagoon and disappeared, quote, in a puff of blue vapor. After a couple minutes of collecting his thoughts, George walked over to look into the lagoon and what he saw was a circular imprint in the reeds that had a 30 foot circumference. The reeds weren't broken. They were just bent down and most of them had been fused together like something hot had melted them, but they weren't burnt. The reeds also looked like they were being twisted in a clockwise direction. Meteorologists thought that it possibly could have been a whirlwind again, like a mini tornado, But that theory didn't account for how the reeds were fused together. With no real explanation, the incident became known as the Tully Saucer Nest. And from there, the news spread worldwide. Were people taking the guy at his word and believing it? From what it sounded like, yeah. Mm. And there were, you know, a handful of credible meteorologists and things Mm. that came out and looked at it and they couldn't. Couldn't explain it. Mm -mm. Mm. Interesting. The blue vapor. Poof. Maybe it was just Ian out there just hitting his vape, walking around <laughs> the lagoon, trying to have a nice, calm afternoon. Comes a whole big thing. Doing a weed, and he made a yeah, he made a crop circle in Australia. They just started walking saucer. around in circles. Guy's <laughs> just trying to enjoy his afternoon, catch a little high. The Tully Saucer Nest was the first true crop circle, but before we get into um, the big wave of crop circles starting in 1978. I want to stop off in 1974 real quick with the Arecibo message sent by Carl Sagan and Frank Drake. This will tie in later in the episode and it's going to be super brief because it's uh, very confusing physics and everything else. <laughs> the message consisted of 1,679 ones and zeros. So binary code and carried basic information about humanity and Earth and was sent towards the M13 star cluster. It was more about showing what we were capable of in technology rather than actually trying to communicate with extraterrestrials. 
However, just in case someone in outer space intercepted the message, it contained the following information. So it was like a radio message, right? Like beamed out. Yeah. Yeah. How can a radio message like both men and women? You said it was binary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. Misunderstood. I'm sorry. I love that serious look when then he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> You pull the punchline. <laughs> That's a serious question. There's no punchline. Yet. I don't know what you're talking about. So the following information, the numbers one through 10, the atomic numbers of the elements, hydrogen, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, and phosphorus, which makes up our DNA. The formulas for chemical compounds that make up the nucleotides of DNA. The estimated number of DNA nucleotides in the human genome and a picture of the double helix structure of DNA, the height of an average man, a picture of a human being, and the human population of Earth at the time. Uh, it had a picture of our solar system, including the names of each planet, and a picture of the Arecibo radio telescope and the dimensions of the transmitting antenna dish they used to send the message. Interesting. So their thought was if someone did find this, some, some being or species, Hey, here's a quick overview of who and what we are. Which I always found it interesting how Stephen Hawking always said, absolutely not. Like, we should not be trying to contact other civilizations in the universe. They're going to come kill us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. What? They're like, what? The average height? Five, nine? We'll kill these motherfuckers. <laughs> That's part of the reason why I believe in the, um, the interdimensional idea. And even Jacques Vallée and J.L. and Hynek, who are big you know proponents of that that that's what they believe too like an actual alien civilization would fuck us up because we don't have the capability to get to any alien planet with yeah. our current technology so if they get here they're much more advanced yeah. than us they're gonna fuck us up yeah i'll be in big trouble so if they find us before we find them in this case probably not gonna be good home field advantage is not something you want <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it'll be like the death star yeah. testing uh you know on the planet on Princess Leia's home planet, whatever it was. Oh, I love Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I think there is something to that whole, uh, that there's more of a psychic aspect to all this stuff than mm. there is physical. And then like another, was it 15 years later, they sent out Carl Sagan and his wife. Uh, oh, what's her name? Like they recorded the stuff for the Voyager thing that, that went out, right? In the 80s? I think so. Like that message, that gold disc or whatever they sent on Voyager. Yeah. They're really into that stuff. Mm -hmm. Carl Sagan's cool. Andrewian, that's her name. I remember on like our third or fourth episode when I thought, uh, I was thinking of Philip Class. You said Carl Sagan and then Philip Class popped in my head for some reason. I'm like, fuck Carl Sagan. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like literally our third episode? Yeah. yeah was, I, was I remember this. Probably like Betty and Barney Hill or something. Yeah, I was like, fuck Carl Sagan. He's an asshole. Goddamn, Carl Sagan's one of the greatest Americans ever. What are you talking about? I, I do remember that now. It's going to be a long podcast. I was thinking of Philip Class. We know how he feels about old Mr. Class. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that'll, that'll pop up later in one of the more interesting crop circles. But for the rest of the episode, I skipped out on all the stuff like Smithsonian Magazine's coverage of crop circles or... 
uh, that kind of stuff. And I yeah, had fucking lamestream media. <laughs> we don't need that bullshit reporting. Yeah, I, I headed over to our trusted friends at uh, Bibliotheca Pleiades. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. As well as the book Mysterious Lights and Crop Circles by Linda Moulton Howe and her website earthfiles.com. I think this is one of the only times we'll ever get to talk about Linda unless we do a cattle mutilation episode. Oh, this will be the one of the only times we get to bring her up. That's her main specialty. Uh, cattle, cattle mutilations and, and crop circles like those two things. Yeah. She got real into crop circles, but mm. cattle mutilations, that's what got her okay. uh, actually into like UFOs in general. I remember her from the Art Bell days. I couldn't remember exactly what her area of specialty was. She's actually, uh, on there once a month at least once a month for all those years she just stopped uh, in 2019 she like kind of resigned from wow. being a monthly person for coast to coast just to give like updates on the yeah all her earth file mutilation happenings around the world and yeah and a lot of uh the climate change stuff wasn't oh. she big with Mel's Hole too? Wasn't she one of the I think people with was. Mel's Hole? <laughs> Probably like on site at Mel's Hole <laughs> investigating <laughs> She was like really ahead of her, uh, ahead of the times for uh, climate change reporting. Mm. She won some awards back in the late seventies for her reporting on climate change stuff. It sounds familiar. And then she caught through that. She caught word of like the whole cattle mutilation thing. And then mm. she just went down a whole journey. Can I take a guess that earth files is one of those 1990s websites? Oh, it's, it's something else. <laughs> it's bad. There's face lights up when you even talk about it. <laughs> he's a big fan of those websites. He likes going to bed at night with his retinas burning from looking at all these sites. It feels like a warm blanket when you get <laughs> Look to at one this of those ASCII sites. text file. I just downloaded and printed up like this, the little fire thing is going off and scroll across the top. What, what was it? Which one was it? Uh, heaven's gate right yeah they had the site mm -hmm. that was my first i think exposure to one of those old sites that people still use right it's good stuff she's big into the crop circles so almost every art bell episode back in the day she would be on especially if there were crop circles being talked about getting to some characteristics that believers point to in authentic crop circles, the crops are undamaged and keep growing, whereas in hoax cases, the plants are crushed and broken. That was one of the biggest things that was hit on on Bibliotheca Pleiades was how these plants are bent. I'm talking like very, very detailed descriptions mm. on what happens to plants and stuff. So we're not going to talk about all that because it was really boring. <laughs> yeah. But they're bent and they Fair don't point. break. What kind of crops are we talking about? Is it is it millet? Is it wheat, barley, or is it really just all crops? Because Generally. like you or bananas, said, Dave. That's right. We're talking <laughs> about bananas. Like you said earlier, it's like makes you think of the UK. So mm. it's a lot of oat and barley mm. and like wheat. literally the most boring things you can think of. Yeah. Right. That's the UK. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like the UK. I've been there. It doesn't but, sound like but what do, you, what do you think of when you think of like walking through the streets of London, a gray day with like a mist. I was there. It was exactly that what was it for the week I was there. Mm. Had a blast, but it was as dull looking as you expect it to be. Like you wake yeah. up and you feel like you should have tea and like porridge and you go outside and then you just get shit face and then you have fun. But it's what you make it. No, you should have been at the pub with the soccer hooligans I fucking brawling. And just shit. said that you go outside and you get shit face. That's exactly <laughs> what we did. It was a great time. Just saying it fits the mold. Yeah. 
wheat, oats. Wheat, like I'm falling oats. asleep just thinking about whatever else you said. <laughs> Barley. Barley. Well, yeah, I mean, that for beer, I guess, but by itself, snooze fast, right? <laughs> snooze fast. <laughs> That's right. the other thing with these crop circles. Like, aren't we talking about active farms and, and like farmers that harvest their crops and yeah. like they just like fuck up a, a big chunk of their we never actually crop, talk about the right? victims here yeah, like there's it's not a victimless crime like can you harvest the wheat after it's been fucked up like this i would say no if there's a ufo mm. and we'll talk whatever they're the specifics, doing the changes and then uh, radiation or whatever damage well, is done but yeah radiation for sure you would think that there would be some radiation in mm. there. we're going to talk about magnets in a little while love magnets all right. There's a lot of magnetic stuff going on. Too. We attracted the magnets. Maybe, maybe cool. the farmers need to start a GoFundMe next time they have crop circles on their, their <laughs> land. Just to make up for that lost cash. It's a lot of bananas you're not selling. Yeah, like that's their livelihood. You're right. in there fucking, fucking it all up. Yeah. Stupid aliens. Trespassing aliens. So they're big on the fact that the, the crops are not damaged. They're just like kind of bent over. The center of the circle usually has an empty area of dirt, but it's slightly off of the mathematical center by a couple of feet, which is odd because all of the believers point to that um, authentic crop circles have perfect geometry. Like they're very, very intricate. In host cases, you typically see the flow of the circle go in perfect rotations counterclockwise toward the middle, whereas in authentic cases, the pattern moves out from the middle in a distinct S shape, like kind of like waves, like it's just like waving out. I mean, the intricate geometry stuff, it, at, at first glance, like yeah, a person couldn't do that, but it's just simple math though. If you plotted it all out and it can't be that hard, right? I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it, but I'm sure somebody that's somebody, could. somebody yeah, could. sure. That's better in math. I just certainly sure. don't have the patience for that. I'm like, ah, oh, good enough. <laughs> They knew we were here. It's going to knock a few more of those banana <laughs> bushels down. Well, I think we're going to get to some of that here at the end, right? How you can do it. Yeah, right. But I think they, they always point, oh, look at the perfect geometric shapes. It must have been an alien. Well, we can do geometry here on Earth. Like, it's just math. You just need a protractor. and That's right. And a Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. What's the, what's the, what's the little sharp thing? Compass. Yeah, yeah. Protractor. Protractor, yeah. Wait, but what's like the D-shaped ruler thing? Isn't that a compass? Oh, I thought that was the protractor and the compass was the little metal thing you stick and then you turn the pencil. I, that's what I was actually thinking of, but I don't know. I just have a degree in engineering, no big deal. <laughs> he built that condo in Florida. When it collapsed. <laughs> that's my work. <laughs> Lied about the degree. <laughs> They'll never check. It's like when you lie on your resume and you're like, oh, fuck, that actually gave me the job. Oh, no. <laughs> According to investigators, 60% of circles appear on rainy nights. However, farmers and researchers often say that there is no mud on the flattened crop, which they say there would have been mud if it had been flattened by humans using boards or something to that effect. The soil inside crop circles a lot of times shows differences with the soil outside. There was a Canadian circle where the soil had been baked, like it got as hard as cement, and then the rest of the field was muddy as it should have been. Strange substances like jelly or powdery stuff 
are sometimes found on the plants and soil inside crop circles. Hey, so I was reading more about that one. And interestingly enough, do you know where else they, they find this jelly and powdery substance? Where's that at? Mustaches on cops. You know, the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to all our friends out there in blue. <laughs> like donuts. <laughs> Who doesn't <laughs> love a good donut, right? I agree. <laughs> Powdered donut or jelly donut. Is there a coalition? <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> guy's got COVID over Sorry, here. Sorry, I'm just dying over here. I'm just saying maybe cops are running around making crop circles. Maybe that's the trace amount of jelly and powder. That's what I would suggest. It's just falling off their, their beards. <laughs> I mean, while they're working, right, there's probably one guy just standing on the side with the box of donuts. Yeah. Like holding it for them. Union break. One of those little boxes of like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. You just, you know, do the little squirt sure. tab. <laughs> They bring to every business meeting. I think we're on to something here. Yeah. Likely culprits. The bobbies, as they call them in the UK, right? That's Is right. that what they call them? the police? The bobbies? I believe so. I think so. Sounds good. Some of these sites have been tested and show high purity of silicon, silicon, di- fuck, of silicon dioxide, magnesium oxide, and magnetic iron ore. People that or believers in crop circles say that the iron ore may be meteoric dust, which is constantly drifting down through the atmosphere to Earth's surface. But the concentration in circles is up to 600 times higher than the normal amount seen in soil, which would point to strong magnetic fields around crop circles. So in theory, human hoaxers could not generate this type of crime scene. No, it's not possible. I'm curious about this 0.1% of uh, authenticated cases. There's something out there. They're not fully closing the door. Mm -mm. I want to believe. You and Ian both. (laughs) Dead wild animals are rarely found in crop circles, but there have been a few exceptions. Some birds had apparently been caught in the creation of a 1993 crop circle and had exploded by the force. Ouch. Mixed in with the blood and feathers were small pieces of flesh, but there were no bones or any recognizable parts. How do they know they were birds then? Uh, From what I read, they were sent to a lab. I don't know what that lab is or any of that, but they were sent to a lab. There's a lot of these investigators that are, they take this very seriously. I I rented this uh, and I'd like a refund on my $5 for renting this. It was called Crop Circle Reality. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. But there's was there any uh, reality in this documentary? I, I'm not sure that there was any reality, but like, what's the guy's name? A guy, um, a guy from Mexico, I believe. Frank Correa and Gary King's as name from, from the UK, but they're taking this seriously. They're, they're out there investigating and filming and they're legit. Like, they believe it. Well, if you find a conspiracy out there, there's always somebody who's all deep yeah, dive. They're all it, about right? it. Yeah, there, there's a subset of the UFO world that take crop circles very seriously. Yeah, oh yeah, there's a couple, a uh, couple of true believers. Don't don't rent that video though. <laughs> did it, what was the production quality like? Like, was it look? Did it look like it was from the '90s? Yes. Okay. It was yeah. produced in 2021, but it looked like it was from the '90s. Yeah. That's a classic Jesus. UFO documentary. <laughs> well, this is brand new. There's probably lots of new information and stuff in here. So their Ooh. websites and documentaries all look straight out of the '90s. Oh yeah. <laughs> ufo documentaries are absolute garbage that's why 
I was so excited for the one that Tom DeLong did uh, with all those guys with like oh, Harry right. Reid yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. That one was really good. I still have not watched that. It's it's good. Yeah, it looks real good. It doesn't look like it was made in the basement. Right, right. There were also two dead porcupines found in two different Canadian crop circles. One had almost been completely disintegrated to a black charcoal material, and the other had been smashed like a pancake. Scrape marks and a row of standing broken quills showed that the second porcupine had been dragged to the center of the circle. The flow of the flattened quills on its body went in the same direction as the pushdown crop. Analysis of the other porcupine showed that the black charcoal part of the remains was not due to burning, and that part is a complete mystery. Mystery of the porcupine. Yeah, poor little porcupines. I heard the porcupines are the biggest pricks of the animal kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you're Apparently they're not very nice. <laughs> you need your little uh, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> There are almost always reports of balls of light or discs of light being seen over the fields with crop circles showing up the next day or a couple of days later. Or in the same half a second, I saw a video, Ian. Oh, yeah, the one we're going to talk about later. The, the orb was actually creating the crop circle as I watched the video. More on that to come. <laughs> Some people have reported that the objects seem to be double checking their work. There have also been reports of crops that are usually loud with birds and bugs, but being completely silent the night before a crop circle appears, like all the animals left the area. Other noises have been reported, but mainly when walking around in the circle, people have experienced loud humming or hissing sounds. After the fact. After the fact, yes. It's interesting. There, there's residual a something. There's a market for crop circles. And only when people are walking around in a circle. Is what it says. So like if you're walking close by, you might not hear it. But if you're walking the perimeter of the circle. Yeah, if you're inside the circle. Inside crop. of it, then you're hearing mm. it. Interesting. Yeah, there, right. there's a market for crop circles. Like what do you mean? Well, I sure hope so. We're doing an episode on it. <laughs> like, a, like a new age thing. Um, okay. Where people. Like visiting. Yeah, and, they'll and visit them. Taking and, samples from the site kind of thing. And doing like, you know, crystals and all that okay. stuff. Yeah. If this isn't the right time. We'll, we'll put it off. But like what happens to these crop circles? Like after time, do they stay forever? Or are they just kind of, they vanish and crops are brought back up or like what's happening to them or, or some farmers like, Hey, come pay and look at this. They fucking ruined my, my crop. So yeah. I'm going to make money. Come look. I will say in that documentary I watched, they reference phantom crop circles where it just remains like years later. It just never goes back. It just never goes back. So they're still growing all around it. Yeah, it's just like, it they're just like, like, oh, that's yeah. my crop circle. It's kind of weird. Okay. I don't know. I wonder if it would just stay that way. Well, you'd have to take care of it to some degree, right? Grass would grow through eventually and stuff. I think so, right? Yeah. I don't know how a farm and crops operate, but that makes sense to me. Your mental health should be taken seriously. Nothing can cripple your day or stunt your motivation more than feeling depressed anxious, or sad. We all have a lot to deal with in our daily lives, be it the struggles of work, keeping food on your table, or even paying the bills. Your mental health is one area that you shouldn't have to worry about. Whether life currently has you down or things are going well, but you're still feeling unfulfilled, we're all experiencing our own form of strain on our mental health. And for that, BetterHelp is here for us. 
BetterHelp is an online mental health provider that will assess your needs and match you up with your own licensed professional therapist. And the best part? There's no waiting rooms. That's pretty huge, especially if you're as impatient as I am. BetterHelp is a safe and private online environment that will have you communicating with a counselor within the first 24 hours. And once you've begun, you can send your counselor a message at any time, always getting a helpful response in a timely manner. You even have the ability to schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all from the comfort of your very own home. So, whether you struggle with trauma, depression, LGBT matters, grief, anxiety, or even self-esteem, BetterHelp counselors have a broad range of expertise and their licensed professional counselors are waiting to assist you. BetterHelp is available worldwide. In fact, so many people have recently been signing up for BetterHelp that they're currently recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Once you get started, if at any time you're unhappy with your counselor, there's no need to worry. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches and makes it easy and free to change counselors. BetterHelp respects you and your privacy, so everything you share with your counselor is completely confidential. And while it's not a crisis line, it is a convenient, professional, and affordable way to seek the help that you deserve. They even offer financial aid for those who qualify. If you'd like to hear how BetterHelp has assisted people just like you, check out the testimonials posted on their website every day. We here at Necronomapod want you to be living happy and healthy. So, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com Necro. Join over 1 million people already taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Necro. There are some eyewitness accounts that Linda Moulton Howe documented, um, and I saw a few documented on um, Bibliotheca Pleiades, so we'll run through these in chronological order. So let me ask you, we talked about at the beginning, you said 99.9% are fake, which leads me to believe that 0.1% are authentic. Are these ones, are these the ones that are considered authentic? I I don't know. That's like, that's the experts saying that that's not you saying 0.1 are authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. Just trying to frame this. I mean, where I got this information, like I said, back when I was like, well, this is, you know, where we're going to start with Bibliotheca Pleiades. All of this is real to, to whoever wrote that. So stuff, you have to be you know? a discerning crop circle expert in order to filter out all the, the hoaxes to get to yeah, the real stuff. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. We're not trained to make that kind of. Right. That's why I ask these questions, judgment. Mike. I just yeah. like to know who's calling these authentic. And I don't believe even these are the authentic ones, right? These are just like the best of the best. Of like, I think that's open yeah. for interpretation. Alleged I eyewitnesses. Well, I mean, we're not saying either way. Well, you know as well as I do that eyewitness accounts are the most likely to be true. Of course. Based on all of our past experiences. <laughs> In July 1934, a woman was looking over a field of corn when she heard a firelight crackling sound and saw a whirlwind in the center of the field, spinning stalks, seeds, and dust up into the air about 100 feet up. She found a perfect circle of flattened corn, hot to the touch, and the plant stalks were evenly interlaced. The same whirlwind created a second circle about 12 feet in diameter in the corner of that same field. Let me ask you, because it was so hot, was there popcorn all around? It should have popped all the kernels, right? You know what? I saw on TikTok the other night that you can't just uh, pop just regular corn. It's a special kind of corn. That is true. It is a special kind. Well, that's some yeah. bullshit. 
It's got like a thicker husk or yeah. hull or whatever it's called to let it heat up long enough to pop. It's you, true. You watching educational TikToks now? <laughs> There's this guy that does chemistry stuff that's really interesting. <laughs> I watch him sometimes. All right. He like mixes chemicals and shit together. It makes like, like the other night he made a, a fireball that was burning green. Damn. It's pretty cool. I had one of those like kid chemistry sets when I was, you know, I don't know, probably 10 years old. I just used to try to make fires, <laughs> mix, <laughs> mix whatever I could to make an explosion. <laughs> it was sweet. I wonder what happens if we do this and this and how what if we put it in the microwave? How successful were you? Not really. I didn't learn anything. Said so you just let off fireworks in your hoodie. I did that. <laughs> yeah. I did do that. July 1981, a guy named Ray Barnes witnessed a wave or a, a, a line moving over a cereal crop in Wiltshire. After traveling across the field in an arc, it dropped to the ground and quickly made a 75-foot circle in a clockwise direction, just in a single sweep that took about four seconds. And this was accompanied by a hissing noise. So it could have been a weather phenomenon. Yeah. Like related to wind. Okay. Both the last two could be sound uh, weather-related. Uh, May 1990, couple Gary and Vivian Tomlinson witnessed a circle forming at Hamilton, Surrey. One evening, they were walking by a wheat field when a whirlwind appeared, looking like a, quote, shimmering mist. So they could actually see like this wind, this whirlwind, it looked. Mm. It looked different. Like, you know what I mean? No, but. (laughs) (laughs) It was a shimmering mist. Cry me, it's that shimmering mist I see in that field. <laughs> and it was making a loud hissing noise. A strong gust of wind pushed them, and they both felt tingly all over, and their hair was standing on end. All at once, the wind scooped them off the path into the field. A six foot diameter circle formed around them. Uh, within a couple seconds, growing outwards from the center in a counterclockwise spiral. The whirlwind then split into two. The first zigzagged into the distance over top of the wheat, while the second formed another circle nearby. They said it, quote, looked like a transparent glowing tube stretching endlessly into the sky. That's interesting. I'm just imagining this very large whirlwind, but it, you know, it's kind of lighting up for some reason and it's full of glitter because they said it's what they say was shimmering 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 mist and they felt tingly all over just like i feel when i hear college mike stories (laughs) tingly all over i don't blame you on that one one bit who can fault you they said that this whole episode lasted about seven minutes they felt tired and nauseous for about a week afterwards and vivian had some pretty significant damage to her eardrums sounds not splendid. It sounds like something that could happen if you were in the middle of a weather phenomenon, like a not alien related. Does not seem like it would be alien related. I just meant being feeling nauseous for a week. Sounds unpleasant. It doesn't sound great. <laughs> At some point you're like, can I just throw up already and get this yeah. over with? Oh, that's the worst feeling. June 7th, 1999, a man in the Netherlands noticed a small pinkish white light in the sky, which was moving slow and seemed to be moving toward him. In just a few seconds, it took on an elliptical shape and hovered about six feet from the ground. 
and the air started to warm up. Like he said, like it was turning seasons and then the light slowly faded and disappeared. And this guy ran into the field and discovered a fresh circle of flattened crop. He noticed that the crop, the soil and the air felt warm. Less than a week later, a second formation appeared not far from the first. This time, a brief flash of bright white bluish light was seen, which seemed to come up from a single point above the field. This guy checked it out again, and another circle was found, which also felt warm. I mean, I've heard of treadmill-shaped pinkish-white light, but never elliptical before. So it does seem out of the ordinary. It was strange, isn't it? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> there's a lot of eyewitness accounts and stories but it's basically like you know i came out of my house and I, there's a crop circle it's more visual evidence than anything else mm -hmm. which the pictures are really cool but what we're used to seeing like these intricate geometry geometric circles and, and whatnot as examples of crop circles do these kind of incidences where you know, a wind tunnel comes down real quick and knocks a bunch of wheat over. They can't look like that, right? Like a wind yeah, phenomenon's not making geometric shapes like we usually associate with crop circles. Well, like, the wind right. phenomenon you're thinking of can't. But I think that's part of the whole question here. <laughs> right. But I'm saying these kind of eyewitness things I would not expect to generate. You just think it's me like kind of just mass. Yeah, just everything mowed over. down. Maybe some circles because well, I think of the, that fits your theory of it being like a tornado, yeah. and then it's just like, well, it knocks everything down, right? What they're saying is this wasn't a tornado. Mm. Maybe only the point of where it hit the ground was knocked over, mm. and it was making some kind of design. I know you'll find this hard to believe, but I'm a little skeptical yeah. <laughs> on the authenticity <laughs> of crop circles. Going back to the Arecibo message that was sent out in 1974, in 2001, an answer to that message appeared. This answer showed up as two crop circles right next to the Chilbolton Radio Telescope in Hampshire, UK. Well, that's convenient, huh? <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> they have GPS, those aliens. Let them right back to the signal. I like it. <laughs> One was what appeared to represent a human face, and the other was a near replica of the original message with a few changes. In the section detailing uh, important elements, the focus was shifted from carbon to silicon. The diagram of the DNA helix was slightly altered, while the human figure was replaced by a typical gray alien with a large head. It also had different dimensions, making its height very short, and the population statistics were changed. This was 100% proven to be a hoax. But this is a really fucking cool hoax to put mm -hmm. that much uh, thought and effort into it because it, it really it looked like the block grid oh, yeah. rectangle of what that message would have looked it's like. It's cool looking. And when you put in the binary code, like whoever did this really thought this out, yeah. which it's a cool hoax. Like I don't really like hoaxes, but. Oh, I love hoaxes. I don't like alien hoaxes. I like fucking with people. Like I like he's pranks a, and he's shit. He's not a fan of the alien hoaxes. That fucking wounds his pride. I yeah. love all hoaxes. And also 100% a big number, Ian. So, Oh, like uh, you're saying there might be a chance that this is real? I'm not prepared to accept 100% uh, certainty in this scenario. You I've prefer seen, that 99.9. .9. I do. I like to leave a sliver of hope open. I've seen those crop circles there. 
pretty cool looking. They are cool looking for yeah. sure. Yeah, all of them are really. Uh, I'm gonna have really a crop cool. circle picture on my album cover for the, my first album coming out next year. What's that gonna be called? The Mike Two Step. <laughs> yeah, it's a hip hop album. Okay, <laughs> it's more like hardcore hip hop. Like really? you guys won't be into it. Oh. Be too too hard for you guys. Okay. but yeah. So, anyways, look for that. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it now. <laughs> Made my whole night hearing that. <laughs> Like, did you get a record deal or you self, uh, self, self doing self, it? Yeah. Once you sign, you sold out. I like to just be my own boss. No one's going to tell me what I can and can't say. I have a lot to get off my chest. <laughs> First song, <laughs> fuck you, Betty. Let's leave it at that. What's your, what's your rapper name? Something like DJ Honky Lips? Oh, just, <laughs> oh Mike Two-Step. Mike Two-Step. Oh, that, that was just the name of the album. It's both. It's self-titled. It's self-titled. <laughs> DJ Honky Lips a little bit better. Well, that's my DJ. I'm the rapper. I got my DJ Honky Lips. MC Mike and DJ Honky Lips. We go on tour. We're called the Cracker Ass Bitches. I'd pay to go to that show. Coming to a town near you. I have Wu-Tang tickets for March. I'm selling them so I can go to your show instead. I need well, I'm, I'm not trying to cause any divides and get into that hip hop beef. You should go to their show. And you know what? Skip it because I'm pretty sure they're going to be opening for me next okay. year. <laughs> We're in talks. We're in talks. Wu Tang's an open for cracker ass bitches. <laughs> the whole time they can be on stage talking about how these cracker ass bitches are going to come out in a little bit and try to rap. So you brought up 99.9%, Dave. Yes, I certainly did. <laughs> to what 99.9% of all of this can be attributed to. In 1991, two guys named Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley made headlines by claiming that it was them who started the phenomena in 1978 with the use of wooden planks, rope, and a baseball hat connected with a loop of wire to help them walk in straight lines. So the wire is going to the board wrapped around the back of the hat. Basically, it's holding their head down so they can make perfectly straight lines. <laughs> High-tech solutions to... Uh... Well, it was the 70s when they started this, right? They had to do what they had to do. Yeah, I mean, pre-GPS or anything like that. Just simple math. And they said that they were inspired by the Tully uh, saucer nest. They saw that on the news back, you know... Mm -hmm. Back when that happened and this Doug guy, and I don't know if they saw it went back when it happened, but they, they caught word of that story mm -hmm. some one way or another. And this Doug guy went to his friend Dave and was like, Hey, you want to try and fuck with people and uh, see if we can make a UFO landing. And then it just went from there. With it's fantastic. Two. It's like, if those wankers in the penal colony can do that, we can do it too. <laughs> I love it. It's great. To prove their case, they made a crop circle in front of journalists. Then those journalists brought in a UFO investigator, Pat Delgado, who examined the circle and said it was authentic. Then the journalists revealed that it was a hoax. Ouch. <laughs> Where the fuck did they burn him like that? Oh, man. That's rough. What did Pat Delgado do to anybody? Yeah, that's a rough day at the you office. You got to retire after that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to find a lot of work. They just ruined your entire... All your life's work. I hope he was a part-time investigator. That wasn't his full-time <laughs> gig. Like we said, they were inspired by the Tully saucer nest. 
and they claim to be responsible for all circles made prior to 1987 and for more than 200 crop circles from 1987 to 1991. There were another thousand reported circles during that time frame, and they were not made by them. Interesting. Do you think other people saw the, because I've seen the video of them doing it. It's really funny. (laughs) Do you think other people copied that method and that's how it kind of fanned out across the rest of the country? Yeah. I think that probably makes sense. It, It almost seemed like people that wanted to do it, you know, to get more and more intricate, like who could do better Mm-hmm. It's it's more precise it's, stuff. It's like graffiti. It's like, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. This whole time, that was gonna be my whole big build up, Dave. Thank oh, you. I'm sorry. I think this entire <laughs> thing is just graffiti. Yeah. It will. I mean, I thought of it ten minutes ago. But <laughs> it's just graffiti. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just people trying to outdo one another, one up each other. If I was this, these farmers, I'd be suing these guys. You, you fucked up my them. crop, man. You can catch yeah. them or it's, prove that it was like these two that yeah, right. did it. Some civil damages there. Imagine looking out your back window and seeing like a guy with like a hat on, like being pulled in a circle. Like, look at this fucking asshole. Well, I mean, I got to shoot him. <laughs> it looks like a Monty Python movie, like the Holy Grail, where he's riding around on the fake horse. Like they're galloping along with their board and plank. And it just looks ridiculous. <laughs> but the final product doesn't look yeah, good. They, no, they're good. I wonder why circles like wouldn't what's wrong with triangles? Well, there are triangles. Some of those have yeah, gotten real evolved. It seems like that like might the be lazy easier. people, the lazy ones are like, ah, oh, we'll just do this one. Triangle. <laughs> it's not like a full square. Right. We don't have to make that fourth side. We don't have to walk in a perfect circle. <laughs> That's right. Let's do it real quick. Come on. Let's get out of here. Margin of error is a lot easier yeah. to deal with. How pub, about some pub still open? Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> like some crop uh like trapezoids or crop rhombuses make it a little bit more difficult. Now we're talking. The DNA one is really cool. Like the helix. Have you seen that picture from that was like from the radio tower? Wasn't it? No, like someone made a crop circle of a, like a huge uh, DNA helix. Oh, double okay. helix. It's, it's pretty sweet. I don't know how they pulled that yeah, one. It's off. really neat. I mean, it's very artistically uh, or aesthetically pleasing to look at. Yeah, for sure. It's neat. Unless it's your crop and you're trying to get it to market. I think there was probably something to the Tully saucer nest. That sounded pretty credible. And there were some pretty credible people that couldn't figure that out. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like other ones that I believe in, like the Rendlesham Forest one. There's some physical evidence left behind. Right. I think those one-off stories end up sparking other things. I think that's what happened here. I don't think there's just UFOs popping down all the time making these. Right. But I think there's probably something to that Tolly story. But the something's probably weather related. I mean, you know, uh, tornadoes can take a whole town out. I mean, it's not beyond reasonable imagination that they can pop down and make a circle in a field. I don't know. But these real intricate ones, like, you know, that's not weather. So either it's hoaxers or it's UFOs. And I'm not sure I see evidence for UFOs. I mean, the description we talked about earlier with the authentic stuff with the radiation and the heat and all that. I mean, is there evidence of people actually tested that like real no, evidence mean, that they could point to? To my knowledge, no. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see anything like that. Just kind of anecdotal, you know, yeah. UFO people. Well, in all fairness, that's what it. they're saying. That's how you could tell if it's real or a hoax. Yeah. They're not saying they found any of the real ones, but they're saying that's how we would know if it was a real one. So you think that's all hypothesis, like 
this sh- really did happen. I'm sure they have instances that they're going to point to and say, well, yeah. this one's real. Yeah. I don't think we would buy it. Can we talk about the video of the guy in 1996 in England? <laughs> that video is <laughs> uh, shown a lot in the UFO world. Because they were making the case in that documentary I watched. That- I saw it with my own two eyes. There's two lights in the sky making making a crop circle. They were drawing it as they were floating around, like in real time. It looked authentic to me. Literally saw it with my own two eyes. So I... You're saying that's not proof positive that the aliens create uh, I'm just circles, saying, Ian? In the documentary you watched, they they made like the case that that was 100%. That guy was the one that filmed that, right? Yes. So I found out some information <laughs> regarding this. There was a private investigator hired regarding this case. And it was found out that the guy, John Whaley, who filmed this supposed or you know filmed this alleged video was discovered to actually be John Wabe, an employee of a Bristol animation studio. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so John Whaley was not a real person. That is fantastic. They swore up and down that they interviewed people in like '04 about the ability to create that video using digital chicanery and they're like oh no 10 years ago you could it would take weeks or to, to make a video like this and supposedly this guy had uh you know he saw it that morning and showed people like a couple hours later so it was nearly impossible to have it could faked. never do that right I don't know. I watch it. I feel like I could have made it on my Commodore 64 in <laughs> 1987. Like, it's not that great. I don't know. Well, he we, was really named John Wade. That's uh, that's very disappointing. I thought that was the proof that we needed there. There's going to be people out there who believe it, though. Like, fucking that whole... Oh, there absolutely what are, What the yeah. fuck's that Bigfoot thing that people swear is legit? The Grimly something. What's the name of the video? Oh, the um, Patterson-Gimlin film? Patterson. It's literally a guy who was like, yeah, I fucking made that suit. And they're like, no, he's lying. It's not him. <laughs> he didn't do that. That's real. People got angry with us. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't like our takes. Oh. Can we post a link to the video somewhere? Sure. That's really funny. The, the you, orb the, one. The orb one, yeah. That's like Linda Moulton Howe. She's very pedal to the floor on that, you know, on that kind of stuff. That's the documentary Mirage Men. Richard Doty pulled the wool over her eyes. He gave her some disinformation. Uh, I remember that guy. Did she take that disinformation on our bell and she tried to she, pass yeah, she, it off as real? Doty made a fool out of her. Yeah. So he was, was that our Majestic 12? We, we talked about him briefly in there. There's a whole Richard Doty episode coming up eventually. That's an interesting, uh, interesting a guy. misinformation guy. Yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know. I kind of felt like I shit all over this, even when I was re- writing it. But crop circles are just, I don't know. It's just one of those fun things that it's like, it's cool to think about if they were real, but like, there's just nothing to it, like to support it. It seems like. What about, there's so many of these like have any farmers or anyone that owns these these lands that the crops or circles are done on reported catching people in the act like it's not something like you can go in there in a and fucking do. circle yeah like <laughs> yeah. like okay. it's not something you can jump in there and do in 10 minutes like you're gonna be at this person's farm for a couple hours every night it just seems more than a like some of these are so intricate it's got to be hours and hours or the farmers in on it and they, they kind of pay him to let them do it and the maybe it just seems unusual that that there's no i've Pay never seen press attention yeah. 
Like, oh, a farmer caught these, yeah. you know, yahoos. Do they not have floodlights? Circles. They don't have floodlights or something, something. on? Like, Seems unusual to me. This day of smartphones. Notice you don't catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> you would just suspect some of these people to be caught in the act. That has always often. been one of my biggest questions with crop circles is some of these look like they, especially back in the day, would have taken hours upon hours to make. Yeah, if not well, days, It almost right? takes days. Yeah. How, is, how is nobody catching this? Right. Well, you, you saw the video. It happened in like two minutes. That's the, true. The, 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 there was the, the two orbs. orbs. Yeah, the, orb. yeah. the two orbs did it in two the minutes. Oh, the orbs. <laughs> the orbs. I thought you meant the hoax guys. I'm the, trying to remember how long the, it took them to do that. I'm like, it wasn't Based that on quick. the orbs, you can do about 10 houses a night. <laughs> <laughs> I love that orb video. It's so great. It's like digitally drawing the crop circle. <laughs> well, I would say final thoughts, but I feel like we've kind of wrapped that one up there. Anything else, Ian, that you learned that was interesting or something you didn't know before? No, this is all the same stuff. In the UFO world, are crop circles widely accepted or are they kind of like the outskirts of it? Like, like what does MUFON and NICAP think about all this? Like, I would think that. Or I mean, or is I would it kind say of split? I bet, I bet you it's, it's a 50-50. Yeah. I would say it's a 50-50. I could I could see a lot of people that are on that frequent those documentaries. There's a couple people from MUFON that you see on mm. on a lot of these doc, type of documentaries. It's something that's hard to disprove, you know. So I think people latch on to it, yeah, and take it for real. Well, how can I you tell just, you out Pat Delgado and you were like, "Oh, it is two schmoes who yeah. fucking did this." <laughs> and and that, that at that point you can be like, well, this could be anybody then who's just pulling the wool. They could pull wool over the yeah, expert's eyes, right? And any Joe Farmer out there can be fooled. What if we start a new phenomenon out here in town? And it's lawn circles. We just go start carving stuff in people's lawns overnight. Like you just use gasoline, right? <laughs> no Do like drawings in people's front yards. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, I'm in. Uh, where we live, we would get shot in. <laughs> Within a week, we'd be shot and killed. We, yeah, that's true. Or we would accidentally burn down someone's house. And oh, so that. Oh, that wouldn't be good. Yeah. Go to jail for arson. We're probably the only three people in town that don't have guns. Like They would just probably. open fire on us. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that would be, we'd be fucked. That'd be a, it's a wild west out here. We literally live in Tombstone, Ohio. <laughs> it's Tombstone, Ohio. And we're all like the bartenders who are just like the innocent ones that don't get in fights. And then, you know, when push comes to shove, you get bitch smacked around because everyone else has got a gun. And what are you supposed to do? That's just a bit. I have an arsenal down here. So don't even think about robbing my house, pal. <laughs> I'm I see people's uh, thought bubbles going on out there in the audience. I'm literally sitting next to his uh, assault rifle and his buckshot. Fucking A. <laughs> and a slingshot, which he just randomly has here. I got an Ga- operational Simpson. Gatling gun, so I'll mow you down. <laughs> I don't even know what, the, what he just said. Is that it? That's a weapon? A Gatlin gun? Gatling gun. Back from the old days, you just spray. Oh, okay. Like the, oh, the like crank the gun? Real, yeah. I know the little rotator thing. I could do that. Yeah. That's an easy one. I could do that That's one. your job then. Yeah. We just, when we defend the studio. <laughs> one hand in a beer. One hand is rotating the gun. <laughs> Not even moving the gun. Just just right. straight. <laughs> Don't walk right in front of me. You can get shot. You move left or right, you're safe. <laughs> no, I want to be like fucking uh, Barry Pepper and Saving Private Ryan. Oh, there Sniper. you go. He was Sniper. badass in that movie. Sniper would be the coolest thing. I mean, obviously, you have to be the best shot. 
that'd be so cool. Until they turn the cannon on your yeah, clock tower. Right. Well, that wouldn't be good. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the whole part of a sniper is to be, uh, what, incognito, right? Sure. He didn't do a very good job there. They uh, located him, yeah. That'd be sweet, though. All right, well, with that one on a bit of a tangent. Got to be like the German Nazi sniper and Inglorious Bastards. Remember <laughs> that guy? Yeah, I've, I've only saw I only seen that once. Like they made the movie about him. He's just smoking like hundreds of American soldiers. That's what Inglorious Bastards is about. Have, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, they made like a fake movie based on this guy who was oh. this great sniper. It's just it's funny. Gotcha. We'll do it next month. I'll make you watch it. I would absolutely watch that movie. Though. It's, it's so I great. just haven't seen it. I was watching really it the other day. It's great. All right. Uh, anything else on that one? Crop circles. It's a little silly. Yeah, it's one of the problems in the UFO world, in my opinion. It's problematic for us here in the <laughs> UFO world. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. <laughs> well, there goes your chance to run MUFON. Yeah. Eventually, uh, I'd like Maybe. to do the NASCA NASCA lines. Oh, those are cool. Those are interesting. Like yeah, that's, that's more neat. more of a debate and kind of theorizing and mm-hmm. you know reading up on some actual history well i believe some truck driver just drove through there he didn't know where he was that, at. Is, that is so fucking absurd <laughs> that is that not too long ago i don't even know what this is but i mean it sounds interesting it's in pretty cool peru count me in like large drawings like ancient ancient civilization mm. dr- drawings in the just in the ground like <laughs> huge fucking drawings if you ask the ancient aliens guy it's probably a, it's a landing strip for alien yeah. craft right for sure. And the kind of looks like it. Yeah. That's a good story. That'll yeah. be fun. The ancient alien stuff's fun. Which makes it all the more fun if it was just like just someone fucking around. Back in the day. Yeah. And they're just like, let's just put those drawings and then mm-hmm. random things. People be asking forever what this is. And you win, right? You win at that point. People are talking about you forever. You remember for history. Yeah. You are what you leave behind, right? So how, all right. how do they date though? How far back do they date that? Uh, it's it's a long time. I'll look it up. You, you want to do the episode right now, Dave? <laughs> yeah. While Ian's checking, Mike, can we get an update on you? I understand yeah. that per my suggestion, you mm-hmm. tried the Subway steak and cheese sandwich. That's true. This week, it's, it, you had your tuna with mustard. I had my steak and good. cheese from Subway, and you paid three times as much because you DoorDashed it. Correct? Yeah, based on your suggestion, because <laughs> I was texting you guys about how I was going to go get it today, but it was a little cold, <laughs> and I was not looking forward to it. And you're like, dude, motherfucking, just DoorDash that shit. <laughs> Twenty one dollars later, <laughs> I get a fucking sub sandwich from Subway. I get a twenty dollar Blizzard and French fries all the time from Derek Glantz. Yeah, but I bet that was worth it, pal. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh oh. It wasn't bad. It was better than I expected, but I expected it to be trash. It was okay. I did not like the texture of the steak. It was one of those where it's like, it reminded me of like when you have like chewy bacon on a sandwich, you take a bite, the whole thing pulls off. I was getting a lot of okay. that. All right. So I did not love the texture of the steak. Um, Not a ton of flavor. I put jalapenos. On. I think I got the exact thing you did. No. I want pepper jack cheese, lettuce, tomato, jalapenos, chipotle sauce. I did not get red onions because I'm not an onion fan. The jalapenos just make everything, I think, taste better. And that was really kind of all I tasted. Mm. Uh, it was okay. I would not get it again. Really? Yeah. Would not get it again. Eh, fair enough. But I gave it an honest shot. And it wasn't bad. I ate the whole thing, obviously. $21 fucking dollars. I'm eating that whole thing. 
I would not get you're it licking again. the plate. Yeah, Twenty one dollars. <laughs> Picking up every bit of lettuce that falls off. I don't like Subway's lettuce at all. That shredded lettuce is so lettuce disgusting. Lettuce is not great. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't I don't like shredded lettuce. Just put on like the bigger like leaves of it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I always it always just seems like shredded lettuce is always just nasty gross stuff. I heard from people. They a lot of people agreed with you on that sandwich. Like I, I'm not suggesting it's gourmet food. I know it's not great, but it's, you know. But there like tasty, I think so, I think. So so people said that they had tried it and didn't like it. It's Subway. And, you know. uh, well, uh, we're not saying Subway's like, great. I'm not, yeah. Like the it's, whole what's at the corner? I forget whatever we've, the conversation was, but I, my initial point was if I'm going there, typically I get their meatball sub. Yeah. I don't think their meatball sub is, is, is bad at all. It's pretty good. Uh, and then that led to the steaks conversation. Yeah, that's what I get when I go there. I mean, if yeah. Debella's is next door, I'm not going to fucking Subway. Yeah, I'm not going out of my way to get Subway. In fact, I had to look for where the nearest Subway was by us just to even go find it and get yeah, one. Yeah, right. I understand it's not a gourmet meal. God damn, that DoorDash is fucking expensive, man. It really Ooh. is. I ordered. I, I was texting you guys about how much it was before I even saw the final price. <laughs> I thought it was charging me 17 and I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. $21 for a fucking steak su- sandwich from Subway. It's a lot. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, oh, go ahead. No, I'll say, what do you got? Nazca lines. 500 BC. Okay. So that's pretty cool. And they're still mind fucking us. Well, yeah. Like this, this guy. Yeah. Like what's going on there? But it's, it's fucking massive. Uh, I mean, that's it's Gumby. It kind of looks like Gumby, but it's like way up on a mountain. Like it's wow. huge. Yeah. Even there's a monkey and a spider. And a truck driver uh, line. That is so <laughs> fucking ridiculous. It. Like I just ruined a whole bunch of ancient shit. How the fuck did he history. go up on the side of that thing? I don't know how he got up there. I just remember reading he drove through it. They stretch. These things stretch for miles. I mean, it's a so lot some of, of it area. Flat, mm-hmm. But you're not yeah. supposed to drive over them. Probably not. And he I think know. it's frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, it's a ruin. <laughs> but it's it's not like carved into the ground. Like that. How did a truck driver mess it up? Like how do these things last that long? I, I don't know exactly what damage. I just read that he drove through them. <laughs> We're a hundred percent. No, no. <laughs> We're a hundred percent going to have to do an episode on this. I have so many questions. No, they're they're cool. Yeah. It's a neat thing. Yeah. Any cool shit done by you know people in the anytime in BC? I think is entertaining and. Interesting. I think that'd be a fun one. My opinions have changed on ancient aliens a lot over the years. Mm. That's a good teaser. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it at that. All right. All right. We got some new patrons to shout out. Thank you. very Man, there's a lot of them. Ooh, look at that. We had a good, good week. Thank you very much to new patrons. Robert Casillas, Lauren Baker in need of pod, Holly D sky Grinter, Samantha Robinson, Michael Guidotti, Matt Foy, Justin Fisher, Michael Gebhart, Tracy, Jackie, Christian Bonilla, Ashley Pagan, Dylan Sievers, Ashlyn Davis, Carrie Baranoff, Rex, Amanda Henson, Will Barkowski, Casey Leacher, Stephanie, Alexandra Algeyer, Goth is for Necronomapod, Katrina Williams, Gash Williams, Marina Garza, Loops, Garrett Daggs, Kyle Worstel, Sauced Yam, Amber Minton, Alyssa 
Petruno, Joseph Tatum, Chafed Chili Ring, Emil Carlson, Paige Mori, Anna, Big Dick Daddy from Cincinnati, a.k.a. Cervix Wrecker 3000. Is that for real what the whole thing was? <laughs> it's actually Big Period Dick Period Daddy Period from Period Cincinnati, a.k.a. Service Wrecker 3000. Cervix Wrecker 3000. <laughs> Him and College Mike would have got along real well. Pablo Tutla, MB, J.R. Cuckju, Charmaine Swart, Amy Ford, Charlotte, Mike Wright, Tyler Hensky, Gemma Gray, Katie Anderson, Allie RS, Ashley, Jessica Espinoza, Hunter Pop, Christy Elder, Morgan and Casey, Susan Urbach, Chris, Connor Chandler, Tim A, Sam's Drunken Muff Liquor, Cole, Katie, Carta, Nurse Bella, Blanche, Connor Mo- Mohan, Lindsay, Miranda Johnson, Caravan Frizzle, and Midwest Freak Show. Thank you all very much. We really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Necronomapod. Ian. Uh, for iTunes, I only have one tonight for Talon Threads. Dave, what do you got? Anything else? Come on, reviewers. One. Yeah. Step up the review activity. Didn't they just add reviews like Spotify too? Or just ratings? Just ratings. Yeah. Those are doing really well, people. Yeah. Thanks for the Spotify ratings. Yeah. I have, I have one small update. I'd like to inform you guys that my would you eat sushi off Ron Jeremy's naked body poll. Yes. Final results. No. 75%. Yes. 25%. <laughs> All right. So, well, so I'd like to hang out it. with those 25% that would eat sushi off of Ron Jeremy. Good you for you can, guys. You guys can also eat steak and cheese sandwiches and have your tuna without mustard. Just be a happy little bunch. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Necronomapod, Amazon.com. Search Necronomapod for all of our merch and Patreon.com slash Necronomapod. Uh, if you wish to sign up for Patreon, uh, the $5 tier, you're getting three bonus shows a month. The $10 tier, you're getting all of the... Uh, Previous three bonus shows plus the Necro Night the movies, which seems to be a very big hit. Uh, the f- the first one was was really uh, is doing really well, and people seem to like it. So hopefully uh, you guys can check it out. Patreon.com slash Thanks. All right, you guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers.